Advanced Documents, 2022 New England Yearly Meeting, Committee and Board Reports, read by Alana Parks on July 23, 2022. Permanent Board Report, written by Leslie Manning, Clerk. Quote, the heart of Friends' business process is the nurturing of spiritual openness and deep listening that allows the sense of the meeting to emerge. At times, there may be unanimous agreement that a proposed action should be carried out. However, when those gathered are not in simple agreement, careful consideration will be given to each speaker, and silent worship may be requested. If all in attendance draw on their disciplines of worship and stay mindful that the purpose is to seek the will of God for the gathered body, unity can be found and acted upon. Sense of the meeting is the understanding of where the gathered body is led, and does not mean that every individual present is completely satisfied or in total agreement. Contrasting views and perceptions may be expressed, and some disagreements may remain. The sense of the meeting emerges from the committed efforts of the loving community and strengthens its bonds. End quote from New England Yearly Meeting, Faith and Practice. Many of us around the yearly meeting have added a second S to our common acronym for the testimony, SPICES, S-P-I-C-E-S. For some, this means service. For others, stewardship. For members of the permanent board, it means both. We gather regularly, representing all the quarters within our wider body, to carry on the work of annual sessions between sessions, to hear and hold concerns that we then bring to you, and to support the ministries of administration and connection as members one of another. All of our approved minutes are available here, neym.org slash committee hyphen minutes slash 102. We also have care of several work groups that further discern and hold concerns and include 1. The Israel-Palestine Working Group, neym.org slash Israel-Palestine-Working-Group, which supports local friends meetings across New England in responding to the yearly meeting's encouragement to deepen our engagement with issues concerning the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. 2. The Right Relationship Resource Group, whose most recent report to the Permanent Board is included with this report. 3. The Noticing Patterns of Oppression and Faithfulness Working Group, neym.org slash noticing hyphen patterns hyphen oppression hyphen and hyphen faithfulness hyphen working hyphen group whose practices we use regularly at our meetings and with whom we debrief after every meeting. 4. The Ministry Transition Team, whose report is provided with the recommendations for moving forward with our ongoing care for ministry and the spiritual care of our community. 5. The Emerging Group from Earth Care Ministries, which is asking to be reformulated and whose annual report is also included with this report. We have also created a new anti-racism consultation working group, whose approved charge is here, neym.org slash anti-racism hyphen consultation hyphen working hyphen group. This group will affirm and implement the commitment we renewed earlier this year to be an anti-racist faith community. 
This year, I would like to lift up the work of implementing the recommendations of the Clerking Structures and Practices Group, which we approved at sessions in 2020. We will use this roadmap to guide us. bit.ly slash 3ICIKAB One gratifying part of my work is to be responsible for the distribution of the funds for sufferings, and this year we awarded Jay O'Hara of Portland Friends $4,217 for his ongoing witness against the burning of coal, based on consultation with the presiding clerk and the yearly meeting secretary. We are grateful for the participation of so many in the work and witness of our faith family, and our dedicated staff and the leadership and accompaniment they provide. For those who hold the work of this board in the light, and for the commitment of our community to live and grow together in faith, even, perhaps especially, when it is challenging. We welcome any questions or concerns you may have. Please contact me at pbclerk at neym.org. Our next meeting is scheduled for September 17th, and all are welcome. Our most recent meeting in June was a blended, or hybrid, meeting, and we hope to continue to use both Zoom and on-site opportunities to listen together for the prompting of the Spirit in our life as a community. Right Relationship Resource Group, written by Don Campbell, Andrew Grant, Susanna Schell, Sarah Smith, Kim West, and Bruce Newman, ex officio. This report is an update on our process and progress in the task of delivering the apology to Native Americans. Many times this year, we have felt the hand of grace hold us as new revelations came to us about our relationship with our Indigenous neighbors. We became aware of the depth of pain our Indigenous brothers and sisters were experiencing. We opened before us a vast ocean which we barely touched with our toes, aware of how deep and wide it was, stretching back over centuries. Our hearts were broken open again and again. We feel this apology in our souls. We came back again and again as we met monthly, how to present this small step of the apology. We struggled each time to imagine how this would feel to them, a task that was so new to us in our white privilege that we caught ourselves up short. What held us up? Was it so hard to give up our white privilege? Yes, it was. We found ourselves again and again realizing that we were centering ourselves what we were doing, and by baby steps, stretching ourselves to see this from a different perspective. How would it feel to be carrying that pain and be offered an apology? As we took concrete, albeit baby steps, more of this was opened to us. We set about building a database of indigenous communities, becoming aware that some use the word tribe, while others prefer band or people. Our goal was to find what they called themselves, address them by that name, and know who their leaders were. In the end, we realized that trying to include all the names on the letter of apology was fraught with potential errors and hidden enmities. It was less than perfect, could not be perfect. We decided to refer to all of them by the umbrella term of Algonquin people. We will send letters to each of the indigenous communities we have identified. We realized we were not ethnologists or any other kind of expert. Finally, we realized that we were the ones called to this moment because we were here, right now, 
There is no one else to pass this to. We spent a long time planning an introductory cover letter for the apology. Again, we had to decenter ourselves, strip away extraneous thoughts, and redirect ourselves to our true goal. We realized we could only offer the apology and offer to apologize in person. Where some tribes might be willing to receive us, others might not. This was not something we could impose. We asked humbly for them to name how to present it, knowing that any ideas we offered would again seek to center us. At this point, we realized how cold and distant it would be to just receive this in the mail. We thought of how, when different groups want to meet, they send emissaries to negotiate how to meet. We asked people in the yearly meeting who had established some kind of relationship to come forward and open a dialogue about what would work to present the apology. Many people came forward, though some groups may not be represented. In that process, we uncovered the reality that this was not a good time for some groups to engage with this. We put a halt to distributing it distributing it so we could assess how to handle this. We struggled to understand whether we were disempowering the indigenous people by interpreting for them how to proceed. We realized we needed to reach out to Shirley Hager and Gisa Tanamuk and build on those relationships to help us know how to proceed. At this writing, we expect that by the time you read this, the letter will have gone out to most indigenous bodies in our area. We will report in person at annual sessions on any further developments. We ask for you to continue to hold us in the light as we take small steps towards right relationship. This is a journey that has no end. Report from Noticing Patterns of Oppression and Faithfulness what Canst Thou Say? Written by Polly Atwood, Clerk, Melody Brazo, Melissa Foster, Lisa Graustein, Janet Huff, Becky Jones, Anna Lindo, Richard Lindo, Heidi Norton-Smith, L.V.M. Shelton, and Pamela Terrine. With this year's experiment of hybrid sessions, the Noticing Patterns of Oppression and Faithfulness Working Group is expanding the holy experiment that the body of the yearly meeting called us to, to observe, name, and reflect back to the body long-standing patterns and practices, unseen by many but long seen by others, that result in our complicity in oppression. Equally, we are called to lift up faithful patterns and practices that move us closer to being a faithful community. This naming allows us to be more conscious of how our words and actions co-create the community we share. This year, there will be openings during business meetings where friends will be invited to share what they are noticing using prompts, I feel, I hear, I see, I wonder, I know. In our hybrid space, sharing our noticings can bring us together and hold how we are experiencing our community. Prior years, the working group was asked to do most of the noticing. This led to a misperception that we are experts in this process. Rather, we are all learning together, imperfectly, how to do this loving work of naming oppression and faithfulness. This year, we ask all friends to practice, with spirits' assistance, naming patterns that they are noticing. We will not host a comments box or email for receiving noticings this year, 
More details will follow about ways we can support each other in this practice. Pause. Take a deep breath and sink into your own spirit for a moment. What arose for you as you read this? In Faith, the Noticing Patterns Working Group. Report from Earth Care Ministry, by, written by Kimberly Stoner and Gail Melix, co-clerks. In italics, permanent board, in considering Earth Care Ministry's request to become a team rather than a committee, declined to approve this change at their June meeting. The subject will come up again in the fall. The following report details their intentions, both of structure and to their commitment to continue the work. Report begins. At NEYM Sessions 2021, the Earth Care Ministry Committee submitted a minute to NEYM entitled 2021 Minute of Support for Survival of the Earth and Her Inhabitants, unquote. To quote from the minute, we reaffirm our commitment to spirit-led action that supports the survival of life on Earth. From that, we draw hope. And because scientists tell us we must radically change our emissions in the next 10 years if we are to avoid the worst impacts of climate change, we gain the will to take action now. Therefore, we call upon friends to discern what actions we, individually and together, will take now while there is still time. End quotation. At least two monthly meetings, Middlebury and New Haven, took action during the last year based on the urgent call to action, our minute that came to 2020 New England Yearly Meeting Sessions. Reports from those two meetings are appended to our annual report posted at neym.org slash committees slash earthcare hyphen ministry. The presiding clerk and secretary of the yearly meeting met with us, and we became aware of the challenging structure of New England yearly meeting from committees to a variety of other forms of service. We held a retreat in person the weekend of April 29 at the Quaker House of West Falmouth meeting to consider our future, including our structure, name, and what action we wanted to take moving forward. This was the outcome of our retreat. The New England Earthquakers team, formerly New England Yearly Meetings Earth Care Ministry Committee, intends to continue with our goal to address climate and environmental justice. At our recent retreat, we decided to adopt this new name and a team structure, and we have now adopted this statement of our mission. Expressing our gratitude for the beauty of the sacred gift of life and acknowledging our spiritual and physical connection to it, we seek secure protection of the rights to pure water, clean air, a stable and just climate, and a healthy ecosystem for current and future generations, regardless of race, religion, ethnicity, gender, or income. We are currently investigating a project to bring this mission to each of the New England states through a green amendment to the constitution of each state. We are still gathering information about this project and we welcome others to join us.